Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. Hello again, my friend. As I wrap up this season, I just want to say again how grateful I am that you are here. I hope you are finding value inside these episodes and from my wonderful guests' stories. We are finishing this season with a whopping 75,000 unique downloads. It blows my mind. So much good has come from this passion project of mine. My New to Canada online academy that launched this summer is now in full swing. I love giving new Newcomers, the step-by-step video breakdown of everything you need to know about setting up a life here in Canada, from all the planning and research to building a social and professional life from scratch, all the way to dealing with the emotional roller coaster involved as well. You simply log in, have access to everything you need so that you can ultimately feel at home here, which is so, so important. I'd love to see you inside. You can join anytime. It's a one-time payment. Simply head to the new newcomercollective.com forward slash academy to learn more. I cannot wait to continue helping newcomers and have some great news. I'm jumping straight into season four of the podcast. So there is no gap this time between seasons. Yay. So you can look forward to new episodes bi-weekly with guests from around the world who've moved here. Thanks for all your votes for your favourite guests from season three. The results are in and for this reunion episode, I am joined by the poll winners, Elizabeth from Colombia, Harisha from India and Mike from Brazil. Like when my dad came to visit me, I didn't tell him about the tipping culture in Canada and he went out for lunch and like threw coins on the table, Oh my god! <laughs> which is like kind of what you do in the UK. It just throws some loose change. And I feel like that's more insulting than not tipping. It's just like it throwing is. your change on yes. the table. Yes, I think so. Yeah. If it doesn't feel good when you when they when you go to a place and they turn the iPad and they're like, Oh, how much would you like to tip? I think oh, they're looking horrible. at you, right? I hate I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> and you know another thing I hate? If you go to a place before they've made your food, so it's like a prep, like a sandwich shop or something, and you're paying before they make your food. So then it's like, Well, I kinda have to tip because now you're gonna make my food. That's true. And then my anxiety will have me thinking, like, will they see it? How do I make sure they know I tipped? So they make me a good sandwich. Like, should I tip? What if I don't like it? What if it wasn't good? Yeah, this is something I had to learn here in Canada as well. Like, for example, when I go to the barber shop, I, I tip the barber, right? Yeah. That would never happen in Brazil. Yeah. But tipping the barber, tipping the cab driver, tipping the Uber driver. So it's really, really different. In this episode, we answer some fun questions such as two truths, one lie about our native countries, as well as dive deep into more personal aspects of moving abroad, such as adjusting to a new workplace culture, growing up with immigrant parents, what surprised us about Canadian culture, and what we'd tell ourselves if we could go back in time to our very first day here. These episodes are always so much fun. I really hope you enjoy it. Let's start the show. Hello, 
Mike, Harisha, Elizabeth, how are you all doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Good. It's good to be back. What's up? Yeah. Yay! I'm so excited to be reuniting. Welcome to season three reunion. This episode is actually rounding up a total of 60 episodes of the New to Canada podcast. I really can't believe it. And yeah, it's all possible because wonderful people like you agree to share your stories with us. So yeah, a big thanks for being a part of this project and for coming back. Welcome back. Well, congratulations on the season. Yay. Yeah. 60 episodes is amazing. It's amazing. Hard work. Thank you so much for uh, letting us in again. This feels special. This feels super cool. Yeah. Awesome. So let's get stuck in. Let's do some quick intros, refresh our memories a little bit. So first up, we have Mike from episode 17, originally from Brazil and now living in Toronto. A lot of people related to your take on how different Latino personalities can be compared to Canadian ones. Are you still ghosting people? No, no, of course not. Uh, <laughs> what? You see, I messaged you back and, you know... You turned up. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm here. I did I did not go to the, it, it, to the, to the event that you had in the park. Oh, yeah. But I did let you know, right? So You did. You're yeah. learning. That's awesome. I love it. I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> How are things going with your business? You're a successful English teacher and now helping people with their cell pip as well, which is awesome. How's it all going? Yes. Yeah, it's going great. Um, Cellpip has been amazing. Lots of new students coming in because it's so important for people moving into Canada. Um, we're also going to add IELTS soon because there's a lot of people that need it as well. So yeah, things are going great, you know, better than ever. It's uh, really good. You know, thank God things are going great and uh, hopefully they can keep helping more people. Yeah. And all that with a newborn, no less. Congrats. Yes, we have two babies. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yay. Amazing. Um, then we have Harisha from episode five. In our episode, Harisha, we got deep, didn't we? We chatted yeah. about mental wellness abroad and how to deal with the shock of losing your support network when you move to a new country. How yeah. are you? How, how are things going? Much better. Much better from the last time we spoke, you know. Oh, good. Uh, thanks to... All the restrictions lifted off and then, you know, finding uh, memories here. Remember, I think this is what we ended on. Like I'm looking forward to creating memories in Canada instead of sitting and waiting for Mm -hmm. missing out stuff from India and stuff. Yes, I'm there. Yes. (laughs) I kind of like, you know, I'm very close to my husband's family here right now and then made tons of friends here and then looking forward to a lot of meetups and then, you know, creating memories and everything. So yeah, much, much better place right now. So happy to hear that. How how are things going with yoga? Um, it's getting slower now with the temperature being colder and moving to the online yeah. classes. But otherwise, uh, summer was amazing. I had a lot of outdoor classes, uh, met a lot of amazing people, like, you know, different ages, different uh, lifestyles, different backgrounds. And, you know, just to get to hear their lives and, you know, how their experience have been in uh, Canada. Uh, ones born here or the ones new here you know how Toronto is like a rich in multicultural right so you get to meet so many different people it's amazing like more than just yoga and being able to teach uh, just those smiles on their faces and then getting to know people's lives is amazing I love that yeah I love that because yeah moving your body and these yoga classes and these communities they are so so many of them in Toronto and it's such a great way to meet new people yeah. and and get outdoors yeah. so yeah like in the winter time you're gonna go virtual I hope if you've got any more challenges planned like Harisha she <laughs> has like a hundred days of every day she does yeah. yoga and different challenges for herself so oh, that's great do you have anything else planned 
Yeah, I want I want to bring back my 21 days of plank challenge. I kind of feel like everybody relates to that. Oh, planks. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So maybe I'll bring that back uh you know sometime in winter. So Yeah. No, that's good. The more that we can distract ourselves through the winter, the better. So yes, keep keep yes. it coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. And then last but definitely not least, we have Elizabeth from Colombia who moved here back in 2016 and we got together for episode 9. We were just talking about it before the call. We cannot believe how long ago that was. My weekly podcast episodes did not work out this season. So <laughs> that feels like forever that we we spoke, but Yeah, you shared your honest experience of the the insecurities that you faced after moving here surrounding yourself and your accent and then we wrapped it all up with some serious inspo for just embracing who we are and I loved it. Welcome back. Well, thank you for having me once again. I was very very excited to hear um about this reunion. It's exciting to hear from people. And yes, yes, definitely. I remember our episode and I did not believe that it was so long ago. Yeah. Time flies so much. Yeah. It does. What's new in your world? It's been so long. Well, it's been a, it's, it's been a while, but it's been pretty much almost the same the same thing. The only thing that has changed recently is that I kicked off my YouTube channel again, which I had abandoned for a while. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get back on track. I talked to people. I asked, "What should I do? How could I be of more service to you?" And then they were like, "Well, they gave me ideas, and one of them had like the common idea of the YouTube channel." And I was like, "You know what? Let's do it." Amazing. So, so you just share about life in Canada, or your mm-hmm. your Hello Accent stuff is still going? Or? I yes, absolutely. Hello Accent is still going because that was like my biggest insecurity when I moved here. I was like, my accent, yeah. my accent, and I know that people's accents are always like a deal break for so many people like they feel so self-conscious about it so i want to keep sharing like tips and stuff so definitely that's going on as well and my elizabeth express is still up and yeah lots of little things coming up yeah yeah hi elizabeth i mean i don't see you on camera but then i knew it when you started talking about accent i'm like this is the girl i follow on instagram you're the elizabeth <laughs> oh, express oh fine <laughs> fine yes yeah that's awesome well thanks nice to see you here nice to I mean, see nice you to... too oh well i i'll make sure to follow back yeah yeah <laughs> yes so much fun your account is amazing <laughs> i love your oh, account oh thanks thanks love it just making these connections with instagram celebrities you know just day by day <laughs> <laughs> Brady. You're like, "Oh, the influencer." I'm like, "Listen, I cannot influence a single person. Oh, I hate not that. even my cat follows me. So, let's not even." <laughs> Amazing. All right. So, for those who are familiar with my end of season reunions, you'll know what's coming up. I have some fun and then sometimes deep questions. We'll each take it in turn answering. So, yeah, let's jump in. Sound more excited. Woo! Let's jump in. <laughs> Woo! Party. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you Elizabeth. I can always count on you. So, first up, I'm always going to keep the first icebreaker in here because the conversations that come from it are always so hilarious. We're going to read out two facts and one lie about our native countries. So, two things are going to be true. One of them is going to be totally fake, and then we are going to guess which one the lie is we're going to take it in turns to guess which one we think is the fake so yeah i've done this is the third time i'm going to do this for england so bear with me these facts are getting thin but um number 1 is the very first norman king of england made a law that everyone had to be in bed by 8 p.m. <laughs> the second one is that there are more squirrels in england than people 
And number three is that there are more than 250 languages spoken in London alone. Oh. So we've got the law made by the king to be in bed by eight. We've got more squirrels than people, or we've got the 250 languages spoken in London. Which one's the lie? Uh, the squirrel sounds like the truth, one of the truths. <laughs> I mean, I should think so. Lots of squirrels. I- I'm going to go with the 250 languages. Uh, just in London, I'm going to go with that as a lie. Okay. I-, I hope I'm wrong. Let's see. <laughs> So my take on on this is this the, the law one sounds very fake, <laughs> but I know for a fact that England has some weird laws. It does. I watched I watched some YouTube videos about it. There's some laws that like you can't play music in front of the Buckingham Palace or something like this, and yeah, you know things like that. Just weird laws overall. Um, <laughs> so I think that is true. I do think that that may be true. So I'm gonna go with the 250 languages as well because. I know London is very multicultural, like Toronto, like Canada overall. But like 250 is quite a lot. So I think yes. that's the number you're trying to get us with the number. Okay. Elizabeth? Well, I am going to go ahead and say that um, I am going to go in a different direction. I think I'm going to go and say the king, the law. <laughs> maybe he didn't say eight. Maybe he said seven or <gasps> six or something crazier. Ooh. Because eight should sound like a time that people should be in bed if, I don't know. Oh, don't know. you're sympathizing with him. Let's just make it a law then, right? I yeah. think it's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like how she thinks. She's like, no, it has to be seven. <laughs> Definitely seven. Yeah. Oh, no, no. But you're like, eight o'clock, like, that's understandable. Like, I would pass that law if I was queen, she said. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody should be in bed, kids included. Kate, if you say it's the squirrels now, I'm going to get so mad. Because I, I okay, was thinking maybe so- all right, are you ready? So the first one that the king made a law that everyone has to be in bed by eight is true. Oh, yeah. I knew it. As Mike mm. said, there are crazy laws in England. They're so, so funny. I think I've put one in every single one of these so far, including the you cannot handle a salmon suspiciously. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that one is true. It was William the Conqueror, and there was a curfew bell and everything, if you can imagine that. Crazy. That's um, funny. There are more than 250 languages spoken in London, you guys. Wow. Unreal. Yeah, so only 78% of London residents speak English as their first language. So if you think yeah. about that, that's 22% of people English nice. as their first language. <laughs> Amazing. So there are not more squirrels in England than people. <laughs> that's disappointing. I thought this could be real. <laughs> the real fact is that there are more chickens in England than people. Uh, so yeah, we got a lot of chickens, but we gotta we gotta bump up that squirrel yeah. population. Need more no, need more trees. But I'm really impressed. 250 languages. Yeah, lots of immigration. Yeah, yeah lots of people. I mean, this is using the encyclopedia of Google. So you know, don't fact check me. I I used Google, but no, but it's probably it's probably in the ballpark <laughs> for sure. But I really want to check if there are more squirrels than humans in Toronto. That makes me think. I'm going to Google that right now. There's more squirrels. You feel like there is? There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot, <laughs> lot of squirrels here. All right. Who's ready? You want to go, Mike? I can I can do mine. But as I said, I think they're going to be awfully boring. It's so hard to do this. <laughs> uh, but I try to make them all look uh, kind of true. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get you guys. Mm. Okay. So first one. Okay. Yeah, that, that's um, a trick. So first one, Brazil's most popular style of music is samba. 
Mm-hmm. Brazil, number two, Brazil was actually discovered by mistake when Portuguese explorers were trying to get to India. So, like, they were never okay. going to try to find Brazil, just, just found it by mistake. And number three, the capital of, uh, of Brazil is not Rio de Janeiro, and it's also not Sao Paulo. It's something else. Okay, these are not boring. They're not boring. <laughs> these are very hard. tricky, very tricky. <laughs> I have to say that. You're making it difficult for us. I wanted to make um, it difficult. <laughs> I don't know geography, and I'm really ashamed of it, so I don't even know what to say about the third one. But I'm... I don't know if you're tricking us with the samba thing. Maybe it, there's like a different music. I'm going to guess number one. What do you think, Arisha? I'm, I'm kind of confident with my answer. So I'm going to go. Samba is the truth. At, at least this is what I know from my little interaction with my Brazilian f- friends, people that I know. Yeah. I know it's definitely not Rio de Janeiro. I'm sorry. Rio de Janeiro. I'm going to skip that. Um, but I don't know about San Paulo. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with the second option and I really hope that that's the lie that, you know, okay. Elizabeth, what do you think? So I am going to start by saying that all of them are true. (laughs) 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 So, so Brazil was discovered by accident. Yes. Brazil's most popular dance is salsa, uh, Zamba and Brazil's capital is not Sao Paulo. Or Rio de Janeiro. That's the truth. So all of them are true. No, there is one that is a lie. Mm. So I'll go with them. Do you want to try and guess? I don't know, <laughs> Mike. Skin <laughs> hot in here. Okay. Um, no, all of them are true. Okay. All right. So the f- the first one. That's the one that I I think I got you guys with. So Brazil's most popular style of music is samba. Although it's very famous, I don't think it's the most popular style of music. Like people just don't listen to samba daily. Oh, right. It's something that we love and like we enjoy it. But nowadays, do you guys know what's the most famous Brazilian nowadays? Like no. the singer, the most famous singer in Brazil now. You guys probably know her, Anita. Have you ever heard of her? Oh, wow. She's no. like famous in Canada, famous in mm. the US. Maybe you haven't heard of her, but she's like she's been on like all this. American TV shows, yada yada. So she's the most famous Brazilian as of today. And she sings this genre called Brazilian funk, which is definitely the most popular style of music. Cool. Like 100% above samba. But then, of course, samba is very popular, but it's not anymore. Like, it's not the most famous anymore. Like, everybody now will be more in tune with uh, Brazilian funk. So that's what I meant. That's so cool. Yeah, because you're right. Like, if, if people are cooking, you're not going to throw on, like, samba when you're cooking. It'll be, it'd be like what's on the radio. Kate got it right. Kate, you guessed it right. Yeah. I did. It was, a tricky, it was a tricky question. That's so funny. Yeah, so Brazil was discovered by mistake. They were trying to get to India. And then the capital of Brazil is Brasilia. It changed. It was Rio de Janeiro a long time ago. But then in the 1950s, it changed to Brasilia. Wow. Cool. You did a great job. That was good. In the past three minutes, I learned so much. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice trivia. Thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Harisha, you go. I mean, I'm excited to hear what ones you have for India. Yeah. Um, So India has multiple languages, uh, but Indian language is the most uh, uh, commonly spoken. Hindi? Uh, Yeah. Hindi. Sorry. Yeah. And the second one, um, it does snow in India in winters. Okay. 
and the third one would be uh, people don't eat me if it's beef it's a sentiment in india mm-hmm. okay the last one is people don't people don't eat beef yeah yeah it's a sentiment that you know indians believe and they don't like eating or they they don't eat beef at all okay um i think it's two i think it's two cuz people don't eat beef in india this is a fact if i'm wrong on this i've been lied yeah maybe not like everyone does is it that everyone eats beef cuz there might be some people that do i could have sworn all three of these were true it's the same with elizabeth again i'm like they're all true what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> i go to i don't think it's snows in india india looks like such a hot place like maybe it gets cold but i don't think it's snows yeah cuz i definitely know one is true there's multiple languages for sure yeah yeah um yeah and then i've definitely yeah i definitely know that that beef is not usually eaten so yeah i would say two as well but i thought that maybe that was one of those those things where it was like yeah it does snow here like when i talk to people <laughs> from mexico and the mexicans are like it snows in mexico that's always like what <laughs> elizabeth Yeah, I think I'm going to go for that one as well. I'm going to go for like maybe it has snow has snowed in the past cuz the weather is crazy everywhere, but I don't think it snows in the winter. I don't think it's too hot for it to get too cold. Elizabeth is very like uh picky with the with the way that people act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am a very yeah. competitive. I am so sorry. She's competitive. Why She's did competitive. you remind me? So you do sorry. know there's no winner, right? I'm like, I'm going for the prize. Listen, there's no prize. <laughs> Then I'm going to leave this reunion. Why am I even here? <laughs> okay, fine. Just send your gift card. So yeah, I think it's the snow. All right. So are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it the beef? India does have multiple languages we speak a crazy lot of languages um it does know in india mm. oh no way how did you guys forget the himalayas we have oh. the himalayas we have like the tip like like the northeast like hello we are all so bad at geography so bad yeah <laughs> yep that's embarrassing of course and i didn't realize it it's beautiful during christmas uh the lie is of course it's a sentiment but my statement was nobody eats beef uh there are people who do eat right. beef that's what i said so you see there's like india is like a mix of uh, different cultures right one certain part does not uh, eat it's the sentiment that they don't eat beef mm-hmm. but of course you know india has a lot of other people as well <laughs> yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. it's the second time that i should have gone with my gut it's the second time i've <laughs> yeah. said the right thing and then i ah, sort of <laughs> yes that makes sense that's great that was awesome cool all right elizabeth are you ready because yes, now ready. you have to you have to deliver this really perfectly now so in south america there are there is a line like a chain of mountains called the andes andean oh goodness help me with the pronunciation la cordillera de los andes goodness it's it's spelled a n d e a n chain of mountains that go from chile to colombia colombia okay. has three of those mountains okay also colombia has uh the deadliest frog in the world Mm. Okay. And we have won the World Cup once, just once. Dang. I should know the World Cup one because I'm I love it. I just I just don't know how many times you guys won. But I know you guys are good. 
Uh, what's the second one? I forgot. Uh, the deadliest frog in the world. Yeah, I believe that too. That I that I believe. Although, if you'd said that about Brazil, I would. <laughs> yeah, because well. because of I the know. force, right? Yeah, I understand. Just everything wants to kill you down there. Oh my god! It's like Australia, yes, absolutely, just like Australia. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the soccer one. I think you guys have won either more or none, but I don't think it's just one. I just don't remember that statistic, but I think it's that one. Okay, I'll go with that one. I got everything wrong until up until this point. No, I got the law right. I got the other one, the England. No, I got everything wrong. <laughs> Dang it! The, the tension is getting to me. I mean, I did not. I didn't win the England part, not the Brazil. I have to get this right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. My guess is the mountains. I don't know. I'm just gonna throw it out there. The geography one. Yeah. I'm gonna go with. What the, about you, Hersha? I'm gonna go with the mountains as well. Okay. Okay. So Colombia has. Three of the Andean mountains, they open up in Colombia and they make three huge mountain chains. It's amazing and the weather changes, it's beautiful. Uh, And it also snows at the top of some of those mountains. Uh, Colombia has the deadliest frog in the world. It's called the Golden Poison Frog. And we have never won the World Cup. Never. (laughs) Never, not even once. Ah, yes. That's why I was so confused because I thought like either they have one more or zero because I couldn't remember. Yes, it hurt a little when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but I know you guys are so good. You yes. guys have great players. Good, not great. So. No, you know what was funny is that I my lie was, check this out. My lie was, we have won the World Cup five times. Oh, that would ah, be too no, easy. And then, and then that was Brazil. And then you say like, oh, Mike from Brazil. And I was like, oh, okay, so my life. See through that one. Totally. Well, England, England's only won once. Yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, at least you've won. Must be nice. Yeah. Well, I was like in the 60s. Must be nice. <laughs> no one remembers that. It counts. I was, I was very young. Last time Brazil won was 2002. I was six years old. And then I'm really looking forward to the next one. Hopefully it's this year. We nearly had it last time. So close. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. It was yes, so fun in true. Canada because, yeah, I, yeah, you could meet up with all the Brits and all the pubs. And it was so crazy. Like every Brit that lived in Canada it must have been congregated. So cool. yeah. It was yeah, really good. Was yeah. exciting. Had my flag on my car just like flapping in the wind. And everyone was like honking if you so had the cool. same flag. It was cool. <laughs> nice. I, gave it, I also gave people like to watch the game with me. I gave them ponchos and everybody need to, needed to look Colombian. For the, yeah, that sounds fun. And please invite me, all of you. <laughs> is it a, is it soccer super uh, popular in India? Arisha? I don't think it is, right? I think your your main sport. Uh, not as much as cricket. Cricket. It's it's cricket yeah. for us. Yeah. All right. Oh my gosh, that's always the funnest part of the episode. It's like half of the episode's already gone. Okay, next question. This one will be a quick one. Uh, it is. What is something that surprised you about Canada or the Canadian culture? So something, it could be yesterday or it could be, you know, the first day you got here. What's something that surprised you so that people listening can can get a head start or insider info? I can start. Yeah. 
And I was thinking about this one a lot and I couldn't really find one like that was the most. For me, it was two things. One, how healthy it is to talk about mental health and how different it is from where I come from, where people can't mention the word. I mean, no, things are changing, obviously, with the newest generations, but but talking about mental health or depression or anxiety is a really taboo in my culture. But here is like, oh, you're going through something. It's okay, you know? It's So I, I really love that. And also the workforce, like workers have rights here and you don't if you miss a day of work it's not like you're so scared that you're going to be fired where i come from is like oh you missed a day are they going to fire you right so people have rights and i really like to me that was amazing to to hear that people have like women have one year of maternity leave and all these rights that are human rights but that where i come from they're not necessarily there that's interesting. Wow. So those two things were awesome. Yeah, and they kind of intertwine as well because in the workplace, mental wellness is really getting more and more focused on as well for employees. So it's, yeah, it's really, yeah, that's cool. I love that they're both positive because, you know, that question oh. could be like, oh, what really annoyed you kind of thing? What surprised you in an annoying way? But you went with the positives. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing that is interesting is that Brazil, like, is, of course, very close to Colombia. And we as well have uh, a lot more... Um, we have like a very strict labor law, but at the same time, those rights are not really well enforced and it's kind of a little bit shady. While here in Canada, you actually don't have like a super strict labor law, but you have better benefits overall, right? So just as you said, like one year maternity leave or six months or however long. Um, in Brazil, you have just a specific law that says how many months you get, and that's it. That's how much you get. So companies will not be able to change that and so on and so forth, which is interesting. So I think it's a good point. I, I do love that about Canada as well. So the, the mental health thing is interesting because because I deal, and you guys are as well, like you deal with lots of immigrants. And uh, when you talk to an immigrant son or daughter, they usually can't complain about that to their parents. That's one thing I notice. Like immigrants' daughters or sons, they usually can't complain about mental health to their parents because their parents went through and done so many things like we have done. Yeah. And I think that sometimes it causes this problem in conversation. I know. Like when I try to talk to my mom about some things, uh, she shut me up and you know that's normal ways that's so funny i saw i saw the tiktok series about that where everyone was talking about that on tiktok is that where you saw that or you just you're thinking about that at the same time that's so spooky i may have seen that i may have seen that because i just scroll on tiktok a lot and i may have remembered that and then talked about it with a friend recently yeah no that's so interesting yeah because they you know maybe they were refugees or maybe they came here you know it wasn't really their choice and then yeah they think you're just complaining and you have it so great and they compare it to like their you know their childhood and their you know things that they had to go through and it's like well it doesn't invalidate your struggles now just because you had it worse it's not a competition so yeah i saw that i saw that on tiktok yeah yeah exactly it's a, it's a different generation for sure and they think like they had it harder than we did but they don't see like the emptiness that we have in certain aspects of our life that's true yeah yeah i think it comes from the survival mode like you know for them it's like this is nothing like there's so much more we can manage we can because we're stronger you know we've seen a lot mm. in life yeah this is nothing we can do you know we, we're stronger we built this way mm-hmm. uh with our generation with my parents and their parents and their parents but then they don't see the fact that 
what children are going through their life is different than what the family has seen right what the parents have seen yeah absolutely and to jump back a little jump back jump back a little and i hope this doesn't bother you but like for the whole workforce mm-hmm. thing like i remember how shocked i was the very first time that i was uh, working at this place the, the my first job and then the boss came and said to someone oh can you show this person who started working here today can you show them this this is not how that works And this girl looks at the time and she's like, oh, no, I'm leaving in 10 minutes. <laughs> it was the boss. And she said, I'm leaving in 10. Me in Colombia would have been like, sure, absolutely. Yes, I have a medical appointment. No, I'll cancel it. <laughs> Don't worry about that, you know, yeah. because like we're so afraid. And he was like, no, there's boundaries. I'm leaving it in 10 minutes. That's it. And I was like, oh. Interesting. I love that. I also think that's a generational thing, too, because I feel like our parents wouldn't have even done that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like my dad may not have ever have thought to do that with the boss either. I think it's like... coming more and more with the mental wellness thing it's like the boundaries are being set with our generation and and now gen z so it's like i love it yeah i do as well in in those lines uh, so there's a thing like this is something that um, not not after moving here but i've always worked with um, uh, clients from different countries like while i was in india i worked with people in the us and stuff so let's just say i i did something um, and i did i went overboard and you know took the next step and then uh, proactive and stuff and i got feedback that's a different case but then there were these uh, clients the foreigners the us or canada whoever and then they would appreciate me for the for just doing my job mm-hmm. i'm like that's just my job i'm not even going next step so let's just say in india uh you know if i was looking for a really good grade or looking for some kind of a positive feedback from the team they would expect me to do something more like what did you do more you just met your expectations mm. what yeah. extra initiative Absolutely. have you taken how were you proactive that's the approach it's always been there like i don't know if it comes through with the population with the competition in india or whatever uh, you know the work culture is but then mm. here i'm just doing my job and i'm like thank you so much harisha for sending this file and i'm like yeah that's part of my job description like i appreciate it <laughs> for something i'm supposed to do i think it may have to do with and the same with colombia the same with brazil the same with india of course they're very different countries but we're all uh like say countries in development to use the correct term but like mm-hmm. we are third world countries uh we are very competitive and uh, you know lots of people are just trying to make ends meet and maybe we become more competitive overall and then here in canada maybe people are just nicer in that sense i think that's that may be it i don't know but i do have one thing negative to say about canadians can i say it kate yeah is this your is this your thing that surprised you or no this is just separate the thing that the thing that thing that surprised yeah. me so I, you know when you move to canada it's like everyone's really polite and that's true everybody's really polite Right? I think I said this in our podcast. But I think that they, they can also be rude while being polite. So that's something I noticed, right? So sometimes instead of they coming to you and say something directly <laughs> to you, but they'll say, "Hey guys, let's remember next time not to do this." <laughs> they they're trying yeah. to be polite, but yeah. instead of talking to me directly, they talk to the group. This happened more than once. And like, just talk to me. Don't don't say to the group. So, there's one thing that I found a little bit annoying out of the uh, yeah. culture in Canada. Yes. And you know why I think they do that especially like you will find that at the uh, at the workplace mostly it's because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and they don't want to make anyone feel bad so they want to throw the message out there if the shoe fits 
if the shoe fits, it's it's absolutely way worse. It's but worse. because yeah. people would feel would be more likely to feel singled out and feel bad about hearing something negative to, being told to themselves. Like we have thicker skin, yeah. I believe. So yeah. we'll be of like, course. oh yeah, tell of me, course. I don't care. Okay, shoot, I this next time I won't do this. And we love that. I love that personally. But other people are more sensitive to that and they won't accept that kind of stuff. And I think that, that they've just learned not to do that anymore. Mm, that could be. Because the same thing happened at my first job also. Like there were people talking here super loud and there would be a, a group chat in the, on Slack. Hey guys, can you please uh, be quiet? Some people are in meetings and like everybody is quiet except for these two people it's that only are talking them. about Star yeah. Wars. Why don't you just go and talk to them? No, they would just send us a general chat and be like, the people who need to read this are away from the computer. Yeah, that's why I think it's, I think it's so a little inefficient, bit inefficient. Yeah. So strange. Yeah. Do you think it's because the expectation of people should be nice in Canada and they want to maintain that you know, image of being nice and kind and they don't want to have difficult conversations? I think they just like to avoid conflict, which is yeah. not exactly a good thing. Yeah, time. I don't think it's a good thing. Sometimes you need conflict yeah, to solve a problem. Yeah. I think especially in the workplace, you have to go straight to the person and address the issue. True. Yeah, but because here there are so many laws, people can say, oh, well, this person made me feel bad. They said these and these things and then they could go to HR. Yeah. And I think that because a lot of things have happened that have put laws in place, they're trying to just yeah. like save their i don't know save face and yeah i think i think it makes sense i like the i like what you said about having thicker skin that's so interesting because yeah i think that's true like even going back to what you were saying as someone from england doing my job i get like butt hurt if i don't get a thank you you know what i mean so i'm the opposite uh, of you guys okay. again it's obviously it's obviously going back to what you were saying like i'm used to that culture where it's like no, like you have to be supportive as a team and, you know, I have to like congratulate people if they've like done something for the greater good for the team. And like, and if I do this huge project, which does fall under my job description, that's so interesting. I'm like, if nobody even replies to the email, like this is awesome. Or like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just like quite precious oh, in that way. I feel that's like interesting. That's so interesting. Which is great because you, yeah, you, you know your worth and that's amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, my something that surprised me, I wrote down, Again, this is um, not the first time I've done this, so I'm trying to like think now, hmm, what else has surprised me? I think something that really surprised me, actually, was that I moved to Canada assuming that there would be way more similarities between Canada and the UK because it's, you know, the Commonwealth and there's going to be so many things that is going to be so similar and the culture is going to be really similar and I'm just going to kind of integrate really easily. But when I moved here, it was really surprising that it's a lot more American than I thought it would be, which is funny because it's so close to America. It literally is next to next door. True. But I, for some reason, I just it, I didn't think it would be so U.S. based, like brands, the social cultural norms, the vocabulary, like everything about Canadian life is what you see in the American movies. I feel like, but yeah. then if you say that to Canadians, they're like, "No, we're the Commonwealth." Oh, like, like, there's it. so many similarities. <laughs> like, blah, blah. I was like, "You're so American." Like, come on. <laughs> when it when it comes to prices in the UK, do you guys find the tax added to the price, or do you have to guess the tax before? No, we pay. the price that you see on the shelf is the price that you pay. Yeah, that, yeah, that, the that does that anger pay. me yeah. about Canada. I hate that so yes. much. <laughs> and it's easy. It's not like it's a horrible math calculation to do, but it's like, oh, that's not the price of it. I know. And then <laughs> it's even worse because some things have it and some things don't have it. And then you're like, well, is this tax? Mm. Is it not tax? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even mm -hmm. know what I'm going to end up true. paying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
How is the tip culture in the UK? I've, I've been to the UK before, but I just don't remember. No, that's, that is the, a very American thing again. So in the UK, it's not mandatory. People don't really do it. Like when my dad came to visit me, I didn't tell him about the tipping culture in Canada and he went out for lunch and like threw coins on the table, (laughs) which is like kind of what you do in the UK. If like, and that's only if the person's super nice and has gone out of their way and like you really like them. You're like, oh, that girl was really great. Like here's a couple of pounds on the table. Like it just throws some loose change. And I feel like that's more insulting than not tipping. (laughs) It's just like throwing your change on the table. So yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's yeah, it's non-existent really. So you guys want to know something that's really, really okay. So you know, it's if it doesn't feel good when you when they when you go to a place and they turn the iPad and they're like, oh, how much would you like to tip? As they oh, they're looking at you, right? Mm. And then you're like, that. oh, ten, fifteen, three. It's horrible. But you know what's Whoa. worse that they do here in my town? The taxi drivers when they drive you somewhere before they pass you the machine for you to pay, they don't pass you the machine. They are like, oh, and would you like to tip today? What? Oh, no. No. oh my god or you know another thing i hate oh, it's when no. i feel like such a cheap if... person when i say no <laughs> and you know another thing i hate if you go to a place before they've made your food so it's like a prep like a sandwich shop or something and you're paying mm-hmm. before they make your food so then it's like well i kind of have to tip because now oh, you're gonna right. make my food so it's like you kind of just feel this That's weird true. pressure like okay i'm gonna have to tip really good so that they see it so that they make my sandwich good like i don't know it just feels and then my anxiety will have me thinking like will they see it how do i make sure they know i tip? i know so they make me a good sandwich like should i tip what if i don't like it (laughs) what if it wasn't good i know oh no yeah yeah Yeah. this is something i had to learn here in canada as well like for example when i go to the barber shop i I tip the barber yeah right so it's something that that would never happen in brazil like tipping food is more more understandable, but yeah. tipping the barber, tipping the cab driver, tipping the Uber driver, those are things that would never happen in Brazil. No. So it's really, really different. Yeah, I think the norm worldwide is that, is our way. But then you come here yeah. and it's just the USA and Canada is just so mm. tip, 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 because they're not yeah. paid adequately. And it's just like this whole cultural yeah. thing. So yeah, right. it's it's yeah. It's, kinda, <laughs> so I kind of thought that people in Canada are paid better. They Am are I wrong. They are. Yeah. They oh, are. they're paid better than US, but at the same time, uh, tips are still a majority of the their income, especially the servers, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Exactly. More than more than the more. salary. So uh, I'm not going to say anything about the tip because my husband works at a restaurant part time. So <laughs> yeah. I know he's getting more money with of the tips than uh, you know his regular salary, and then. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Also, like minimum wage is not a livable wage either. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Kate, did you you mention TikTok? Have you seen the video of the German in the US? It's about tips. Like it's just the German goes to US and then he goes to the Olive Garden restaurant, okay. and then they ask for the tip, and it's like, why do I have to tip? You tell me the Olive Garden cannot pay them well, and I have to <laughs> oh, pay no. them. Because in of course in Germany you don't have to tip as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, especially in the yeah. states. Like I feel like that it's even it's even more an expectation. Oh, it's worse. Yeah. And they would walk out of the yeah. restaurant if you don't tip them or you don't tip what they expected or whatever. They walk out and be like, "Excuse me, uh, did, what, did you not like the service? Yeah. Is there anything wrong with the food? Like, why didn't you tip?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they just won't let you back. They're Sometimes they like remember mm-hmm. you, and yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then you know. I think in the States, they have to like pay the restaurant a percentage of their bills and then they end up losing money and they don't even get paid if you don't tip. It's crazy. Wow. Mm. That's insane. Oh my gosh. We could talk a whole episode about this. (laughs) 
Hey, Risha, what was your thing that surprised you about Canada? Uh, what I wrote down was the multicultural. Oh, yeah. Okay. I did not expect I would see so many Indians and I did not expect with just Two years of my time in Canada, I'd meet so many people from so many different countries. I have to shout out to Kate also, you know, through the podcast. I've, uh, you know, listened to so many podcasts and connected with so many people and the meetup that we did in the park and we met people. And of course, you know, you, you know, Elizabeth, right? Through the newcomers through yoga, I've met a lot of people from different countries and Indians, of course. That's true. I don't think I expected that either. I feel like this is such a great idea that you created this, Kate, because sometimes when there's no, when there's a need for community, then you have to create community. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the only way. Like, you know, you can just sit and cry about what you're missing out from your respective countries. But then you have to start creating your community here. And I'm I'm really happy and proud to say that I found that support here, you know. Nice. In so many different ways. Mm, it takes time, doesn't it? It takes so much more time yeah. than you expect. Like, you get so mad at yourself if it's not just falling into place. It's crazy. But what do you guys think is the balance between you know, finding your own culture in Canada, like finding Indian friends or finding friends from Colombia, and then also getting adjusted into becoming part of Canada. Because there's a balance, right? Because if you keep only with, if I stayed only with the Brazilians all the time, I would never be fully immersed yeah. Yeah. in the culture of Canada. Definitely. Uh, what do you guys think is that, how do you find that? Uh, I uh, such a great point and I, I feel there should be the balance like you can't be in that closed mindset or closed circle but of course at the same time yeah. you're sticking to your roots also you find some comfort forget about the roots you find a comfort in your language let's just say you know in what I'm expressing in English is different than what I have to go back to my mother tongue when it's something like emotional or you know something funny so yeah, I think there should be a really good balance there. But I I have to be talking to more like people from outside countries also to have an open mind, learn new things and uh, look at the common stuff and, you know, make friends. Yeah, I think I think that at first yeah. I, I, I'm with you, Harisha. I think that at first I was very desperate to have like to find community because I moved to a rural area where it was only like Dutch people, Irish people. And, and I, it, I was too immersed into a culture I wasn't ready for. Plus, it's like people from rural areas are very different from people from like city areas. So I didn't really have that much in common. So I was really like desperate to find Latinos anywhere. I was like, I, wherever I heard Spanish, I was like, oh, where are you from? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then when I met my Latino friends, I was like, okay, so you've been through the same things that I've been through. You've gone through the same stuff. And then when I found like that little sense of, uh, community, I was like, okay, so great. Mm. Now I'm ready to start meeting more friends more people and to, to like to yeah, get immersed in the in the culture and now i have both i love my latino friends but i also love my canadian friends and the things that we do are so yeah. different and i love that i enjoy that very much i think it's yeah i think it's so important to have those two groups for sure and i struggle to find the english people part because i am so rural but yeah, like when I, it's so nice that you have that to fall back on if you do get homesick and you need that connection to home and you need to, you know, share your language, like what Harisha was saying and just, you know, funny stories and someone who's going to get it, someone's going to get your culture. But then, yeah, like yeah. what Mike was saying, the danger is that, yeah, if you just have that and you rely on that and you kind of have that safety blanket and you kind of get comfortable, mm. then yeah, you know, especially yeah. if English is your second language, you're just going to really shoot yourself in the foot if you're not practicing English and getting out yeah. there. So there's yeah. so many pros and cons. And 
yeah, it's all about balance for sure to find both of those groups. I had, yeah, I had a small argument with my wife the other day about this okay. because she, she doesn't like to go as much to the church that is in English. Right, so I prefer the church that is in English. Right, and I remember trying to talk to her on the on a call, and she's yeah. like, "My English, no, I can't yeah. do it." I'm like, what which do you is mean? not true. Her English is definitely <laughs> fine. It could be better, but it's she understands. It she speaks very well, uh, but she prefers to go to a Brazilian church. And then we were having this argument, and I said, "There's no point going to a Brazilian church here. Like, we can just we can go to a church that is in English, especially because of the kids. Uh, like, it doesn't make sense." But she got really mad at me because, oh, no, it's better. So it's interesting. There's this balance where you have to know the things that you want to keep doing in your native language. Because if you want to, especially in Toronto, you can do, you can live your life in your native language if it's one of the main languages. Like if you want to speak only Hindi yeah. in Toronto, I'm sure you can figure it out. The same thing with Portuguese. Oh, you'd, I'm sure you'd survive. Yeah, I love that <laughs> Elizabeth has mentioned uh, comfort and support because... That's what, um, so festivals here, like there are a lot of Indian festivals you might have seen and heard about, you know, Diwali and then Holi. Yeah, and I saw the that. videos. Yep. So it's, it's one of those days or even for the week, families come together and we have huge families. I'm sure you guys can relate to that. So all of them come and that's, that's one thing that I miss the most when I'm, after I moved here. For the first two years, pretty much every holiday for the year, I cried. All of the holidays. I'm married. I have my husband. Husband's family is here. But they still can't. It, it's not the same, right? So these days, I don't care if, if these are strangers from India. If they're inviting me to their place, giving me Indian food, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The support, the comfort. That's so nice. I think that's yeah. where your wife is. You know, maybe this is one thing that still takes her back home. You know, that church that's in true. Brazilian language. Maybe this is one of the things yeah. that, you know, she's missing, let's say, 100 things. Maybe this is making up to two or three things, but that matters. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what? Mm-hmm. Actually, That's like, it's, it's, it's funny because I, I feel like when I go to church, at work, I'm a Catholic, and I don't know any of the prayers in English. Mm. So whenever I, I always go by what whatever people are doing. If they stand up, I stand up. If they kneel, I kneel. But I'm like, I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know. I know how to pray in, in French, which is funny. But then I don't know any of the prayers in English. So I feel very weird in, in a, a church. Just imagine feeling out of place in your in your in church. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, prayer is something yeah. that's important, right? Like I understand when it's temple and when it's Hindu. Yeah. That's one thing that takes you back home, right? Mm-hmm. And just imagine yeah. being out of place in that place. Yeah, like, she probably likes that part, yeah. That's a good point. That's a great point, so I'm not going to tell her that. So don't argue anymore, <laughs> period. <I'm just> no. <laughs> you are welcome, Mike's <laughs> wife. You're welcome, honey. We got you back. <laughs> tell her about Tanisha. <laughs> okay, perfect. Amazing. So, God, we're running out of time. This is so fun. Um, we have two more questions, but, like, I don't want to skip over the next question. We... Maybe we can just like do a very brief like pep talk on what you would tell yourself if you could go back in time to your first day in Canada. So just speak to yourself. It can be a couple sentences. What would be kind of your biggest thing, biggest lesson that you would say to yourself first day landing in Canada? What would you say? I can go first. Uh, so I would say, so first of all, I would say that uh, things are going to work out. You don't need to stress too much about it. That's the first most important thing uh, because if I were talking to myself at the first day, I would say, listen, there's going to be hundreds of times where you're going to want to go back to Brazil. 
so you know, keep going because you're gonna find a lovely wife and you're gonna have lovely kids. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be worth oh, it. No, <laughs> but yeah. another great thing as well is uh, from the, the day one, I would try to be more part of the culture faster. I think it took me a long time before I decided to do things in group and like meet lots of people. I think I was really close in the first year. And that's one of the reasons why I kept thinking about going back, I think. So allowing yourself to be more open and, and joining group things, you know, join like a yoga something or like a bike class or whatever. Just join something to meet new people. But that's something I, I didn't do in the first year. So I should have done that. So that's that's definitely what I would say. Amazing. Great tips. I love that. <laughs> Harisha, what would you tell yourself? So I... I, I mean, I love what Mike said. Um, I would definitely maybe tell myself that things will get better, but maybe I wouldn't listen to it because the first day I was excited. The first day I was not hit yet, you know, with what's going to hit me. Yeah, it takes a while to kick in. <laughs> um, but definitely ask for help. Mm. Definitely talk to people. Don't nice. uh, like it, it's it's the thing that, you know, so. Kate knows this, but I've always dreamt of moving to Canada. This is like a decade of planning of, uh, you know, moving to Canada. And then I came. So my pretty much my family, friends, everybody who knew me knew that I was moving to Canada. So they had like a expectation that, you know, she's prepared for this. So at this point, if I go back and tell them, hey, you know, things are difficult in Canada, they would just, this actually happened. My, some of my friends were like, you were waiting for this. You were looking forward to this. Like, why are you complaining? Mm. You know, because they couldn't relate to this and that shut me off and they couldn't relate. So I didn't share it with them and I didn't have people here to share it with. So I should have just found people. There are so many resources to ask for help and talk to people. And maybe they would have suggested to me that, you know, find an activity like how Mike said, you know, look forward to something that, you know, you can pick up and do. I did reach to that path and then started teaching yoga. Uh, somewhere but then I did struggle at a point so maybe that I would have skipped but uh, yeah I mean I'm really proud of how far I've come the resilience you know the how I'm feeling right now and what lessons I have from that period definitely and I'm helping out people who are coming now in a lot better better way Uh, but yeah maybe I would have skipped all the drama (laughs) (laughs) and then had a little more fun yeah <laughs> oh just i love that both of you have said that just yeah it'll all work out just like go through the drama ride through it it's all part of it yeah i love that yeah i would tell myself to you don't have to choose between england or canada that was like my biggest thing i don't you don't have to pick a home and like when you realize that there's just a big weight that's lifted off you and you don't feel torn between two places anymore. Like I used to go home and feel guilty and I used to really, you know, miss home and and have so much, you know, bad homesickness because I kept thinking that I had to choose and pick and I was torn between two places. So I would tell myself that you can accept that you just love two places and you're lucky enough to call two people, two places home. Like it's a thing. You can have two homes. So yeah, it's it's freeing when you realize that. I tell myself that for sure. When you're back in England or respectively the other countries for Mike and Elizabeth, do you miss Canada? Do you miss Toronto? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. And do you feel guilty about it? Like you're looking forward no. to meeting your family and home no. and then why am I sitting and missing Toronto? Do you feel that? No, I don't feel guilty about it. No. 
especially now with the kids now, because once you have them, it becomes your nuclear family. I actually feel the last guilty. Like I see my parents, maybe like we're in Brazil, yeah. like, yeah, like this is vacation and I'm going back home with my family. Yeah. So I don't, I don't feel any guilt in that sense. Yeah. No, I don't feel guilt either because it's, it's, um, I have aunts and uncles in Colombia. That's all I have there. So I do see them. I've talked to them periodically, but I don't have like that urge to go back to Colombia to see my mom or my dad or nothing. So, mm -hmm. so I don't have any guilt and I've always felt like I belong somewhere else. It's funny. Like when, even when I was little, I was like, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to live somewhere else. I didn't even wow. know what that meant. I didn't know where I was going. And it's funny because I used to say I would go anywhere like Europe or Canada. <laughs> so and I nice. was very little. Really <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I don't really have like that. I belong to Colombia. I'm like, no, I belong in the world. Wherever I am is where I belong. That's going to be my home. Yeah. I love so, that. Love that. And uh, oh, and the thing that I would tell myself, I would tell myself to eliminate all expectations and live in the moment. Because I was always thinking, when am I going to move to Toronto? When are we going to live in a city? Mm. When is this going to th 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 this happen? And next, next step, step, instead next of enjoying, step, yeah. I mean, it was a rural area, but it still had a lot of, I had a lot of things to learn from because I had never lived in a rural area before. And not only was it rural, but it was also rural in a different kind of way from Colombia. So I could have done a lot more than I did. And I didn't do it because I was thinking like, but when is it, but when is the next thing, you know, like, right. Yeah, I was kind of like yeah. having a checklist. You cannot enjoy life when you're doing that. So I would tell myself no expectations, live in the moment, live in the present. That's nice. Mm -hmm. And that's not easy. No, no, it's, no, it's definitely not, not easy. It's not because, Especially yeah. when you are on social media and you see people who have been here like 10, 20, 30 years and they have all these things, but you just got here and your process and your journey is different. You don't need to, yeah. Yeah. you don't need to be this other person. You need to be yourself and enjoy the moment, but it's really hard to do. That's true. Especially in the newcomer space. I feel like everyone is more sharing their stories more and more. And then you do compare your stories to other people and everyone's timeline is always going to be different. So it's great mm -hmm. that we're sharing stories and you can pick out things in the story that you relate to. But yeah, you would never just set yourself up to be a failure because you're not completing these milestones at the same time as this other person. And mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Such nuggets of, of advice. And yay. Thanks for that. Um, cool. So finally, a bit of fun. This was definitely the hardest question. I struggled a lot with it. I think you all did. Again, <laughs> I'm very pra pragmatic here. <laughs> this is where Mike's going to shine. I think I'm going to win. I think I'm going to win. Mike is going to win for sure. <laughs> Okay, the zombie apocalypse is coming, guys. It's the end. What three famous people, alive or dead, would you have on your team? So, Mike, let's hear it. Strategic I'll go Mike. First. So, <laughs> I was thinking, okay, like, what? Who can save me here, right? So, the first person that pops up is Jesus, obviously. Oh. So, I'll have oh, Jesus. Because you no, said that, that that's or alive. <laughs> she said alive or dead. So, I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get Jesus. He called in the big guns. Um, yeah. And then I thought, okay, I don't need anyone else because I got Jesus. But I said, okay, you know what? What else do I need? So I said, anyone who won the last competitive shooting championship anywhere. So I'll just get competitive shooters. Wow. So the, the last two champions of Olympics, I'll get them. And that's my pragmatic uh, approach. I, I, I think I'll survive. Or that guy <laughs> from that Bradley Cooper movie who's yes. really good at sniping. Oh, sniper. Ameri yeah. American sniper. Something yeah. around that. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Interesting. See, I love that strategy. I went with like 
living by myself in the forest strategy. So I have like Bear Grylls. Oh, I thought about him too. Oh, I thought about him nice. on my team. Nice. So that he can like find food and keep us alive and stuff. So I've got mm-hmm. him. Um, and then I don't know why the first person I thought of is Jason Momoa, just because he's really strong. And if I like oh, fall yeah. in a hole <laughs> or like oh. if I, I don't know, he can like get me out of sticky situations. And also, you know, we need to repopulate the earth and like, oh, you know, for sure. Ah, should be worse. No, why not? Sorry, Isaac. Uh, I should have probably chose my husband, but, yeah. um, and then my third one, I wanted a woman in there just because, you know, we can't just have these men. So Marie yeah, Curie, a uh, super smart, strong woman. And she'd probably figure out a way of killing all the zombies with like radioactivity or something, or she'd find a cure to like revert them back mm-hmm. and end the whole thing. That's so. good. I think you'll survive yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Those are mine. <laughs> Mike's just over there with Jesus, so I'll, I'll join your team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So first, I got Anthony Bourdain that is- because Ooh. he'll make a meal out of anything or anyone. Okay. Any what? Mm, good one. You never know. And he's you never really know. entertaining and fun to be mm, around. Like he's exactly. like who you want at your dinner party. That's a good answer Ex- as well. Exactly. Yeah. Then we'll have Usain Bolt. Oh, you just like climb on his back like a little turtle. Oh, it's absolutely. Like, <laughs> or we need to go get some medication. That's true. He'll go get it. Yes. Come back and fastest man alive. I mean, that's smart, right? Mm. Yeah, and then we need also a girl in the team and an organizer, a planner, mm. a leader. And I chose Rosa Parks because cool. she could totally put everybody in their place. That's Love true. That. If she needed to. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I think I'd have you on my team, Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, I would love to be on that team. That's the winner. That's a winner team. Yes. We'll, we'll win. Harisha, <laughs> what about you? That was my answer. So... I came to this question the last, like in the last five minutes of just before joining the call and Jason Mama was the first one. <laughs> and uh, it sounds, and that, that, that's all I could get, but it really sounds like I need to take, you know, two of you. I love that you thought Jason Mama. it was the first yes. person. I don't know why I read the question and it was just him in my head. I was like, okay, I don't know the lo- logic behind that, but. I'm going with it. That's fine. Uh, I know the logic. Like, I mean, I have a huge crush on him. So <laughs> oh, straight <yeah>. up. <laughs> I was thinking Dwayne Johnson. Uh, that's true. I was thinking Dwayne Johnson, but then I was like, oh, if he gets hurt, who's going to carry him? No, no have to stay behind. That's a no. leave behind situation. Yeah, sorry. and he probably doesn't run as fast. And I was like, no, who's Bolt? You Bolt. know that Jason Momoa <laughs> records some of their TV shows here in Toronto, right? I have a friend who has a picture with him. <gasps> yeah. One, one more reason to move to Toronto. <laughs> After he's here, I keep seeing the post. I should know beforehand, like he's coming. So I would love to see him. <laughs> he's always down at Ossington, Ossington Street, because uh. there's a coffee shop that he likes there. He's go there more than once. Okay, give me the name. It's like two two subway stations from where I live. Give me the name of the coffee shop. I'll give you the name of the coffee shop. I'm just going to hang out there all the time. I'm going to read there all the time. <laughs> just drop by and be like, mm casually looking for no one yeah <laughs> sorry jason we've unleashed uh harisha on you my, my bad. <laughs> another show that's filmed in toronto that actually she would be really good on your team but i didn't say fictional 
or real, no. did I? I was like three real people. But uh. she's fictional, but I'll go with it. Um, Handmaid's Tale oh, is oh, filmed yeah. in Toronto oh. and around very near where we were, actually. In Port Perry, there's a chicken shop and they actually like set up in front of this weird chicken shop for a couple days. But anyway, um, June from Handmaid's Tale is... I love her. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, Port. so she would be really cool on your team. Nice. She doesn't take any prisoners. Yep. All right. Thank cool. You. Oh my gosh, this ran over, but I'm leaving everything in because this was fantastic, you guys. I enjoyed it so much. Did you have fun? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah we did. Really I learned so <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah. I learned so much, and I think we should do this more often. You know, like I should be attending your Monday social calls. Like I, I miss them yeah. all the time. This is the vibe of the, yeah, the virtual socials. I, I don't ask these crazy questions, but we just chit chat about things. And we had our cats on the screens. It was Aww. really fun. Elizabeth, it's, yeah, yeah. I, it's lovely to hear like everybody's perception on different angles of on different things. Kind of like this, the conversation we have with Mike about like his wife, and like it, it doesn't necessarily have mm. to be immigration. It can be just about anything that opens up your mind and be like, oh, yeah. I can see things from a different angle now. I love that. That's totally. true. Totally. Well, thank you so much again for coming back. I'm sad. Maybe I can't get you back for the next time. But um, yeah, come to the virtual socials and yeah, stay in touch. And for sure. we're all in Toronto or nearby. So we'll have to have some in-person meetups. Yep. And yeah, we'll see you guys very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for having awesome. us. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.